Alright, so we have a few upcoming pay-per-views from the PBC. The ones that come to mind are the uh, the Charlos this weekend, September 26th. Uh, they'll be fighting on Showtime. After that, the Javante Davis and Leo Santa Cruz fight. These two will also be on Showtime. And third is the Errol Spence and um, Danny Garcia. That will be on Fox. So just thinking about the pay-per-views, how they've been done historically, everything like that. Um, I started to notice that there was very little promotion for this upcoming Charlo fight. And it's out of the three, I'd say this card, this card is actually the one I'm looking most forward to because we have two really solid fights. One is a unification, which in all intents, is <laughs> intents and purposes is, um, is really a undisputed fight in my eyes because the WBO especially at 154 is always off doing its own thing. Uh, Jaime Mugina never fought any of the real contenders at 154. That Just thinking about the lineage of that belt is Mugina um, God damn, I always forget his name um, the guy who beat Cotto, the 150 who's really a welterweight who beat Cotto and Kodo had it. So this this 154 belt, the lineage is is not it's not comparable to that of the belt that uh, the WBC, the IBF, the, the WBA, which went through Heard, uh, J Rock. Uh, the IBF was held by Jamal Charlo before he left the division. So just seeing that I'm um I'm I'm viewing that fight as really an undisputed fight and we have very little promotion for the fight and that's a that's a disappointment because uh this this could be doing better than it is um but that led me to really think about uh the history of pay-per-views recently in the in the new era and we'll just pretty much say what it is it was it's the it started in the mayweather area era of boxing, how pay-per-view had been done. Um, just viewing, viewing his fights, he um, he really built Canelo Alvarez on his undercards by consistently having him on the undercards. Uh, a lot of people were introduced to Canelo uh, who otherwise wouldn't have been. This this kid is a is a uh, Mexican kid, doesn't speak a lick of English. Uh, he had an interesting look being a red-headed Mexican, but outside of those, outside of Mexicans, no one in the U.S. really knew who he was and was introduced to him through Floyd Mayweather. If, uh, if that's the case, that being the case, why couldn't PBC, Heyman, or someone actually introduce a fighter that they have a uh, they had a relationship a working relationship with to build up their own brand and put in case would have been in the best case would have been using Deontay Wilder as the fighter that they should have been who should have been the chief second on Floyd Mayweather's cards it makes no sense uh, that they would build someone else's stock without building the fighter who would really should have gone on to be the uh the the backbone of which pbc was built because you have a heavyweight 
That's the, that is the division when the heavyweight division is strong, boxing is strong. And um, after Mayweather left, there was some feelings of what could happen with boxing, and he really kind of carried the torch for American boxing. Another reason it should have been him is he would have played an excellent foil to Floyd Mayweather. There were always the complaints that Mayweather wasn't exciting. You knew you were going to get a 12-round decision. Um, the output was low. Uh, some tried to say he was a runner, even though I would say he fought in the pocket very often, fighting off that uh, that shoulder roll defense. Um, he stayed in the pocket, was able to fight from that area. And we, well, that's a, a whole nother topic, but what we what the main thing I want to discuss is that he would have played an excellent foil to um, to Mayweather in that sense because he was a knockout artist. Was he is a knockout artist? All of his fights are entertaining. There's no reason why he wouldn't have been on that undercard. The most prevalent reason would be a petty reason, stating like he would be he would outshine Mayweather or something like that. And honestly, I don't think that would have been the case. I don't I don't think anyone would really argue that just because that that would be a petty way to go about it, <laughs> just being real. So this is what I come to think of. That would have been uh that would have built the future for the PBC, yet they did not invest in their own fighters in a way by putting them on that undercard consistently. And that uh, that could have built a real future for for the PBC. It would have brought the heavyweight division definitely to the PV, PBC, I believe. So uh, I think it was a missed opportunity, but one missed opportunity doesn't have to continue to be one. You have three pay-per-view fights coming up. And uh, Errol Spence is really pacing himself to be a pay-per-view star, like a consistent brand on pay-per-view. Uh, his numbers are really well. He's always putting on entertainment, entertaining fights. I see no reason why you wouldn't match someone up on his card, someone that you want to build. Uh, they always put the Charlos together, but really, what if you had Jamal on his undercard consistently? Those two aren't going to be in a weight division where they actually fight one another. And it doesn't have the same factor where Jamel, they have the same coach. So mixing two training camps, that's a lot of work on the coach. You don't get the best out of both. I mean, the best, yeah, you don't get the best out of them. So what they could have done is like consistently match this middleweight on the undercards or something for pay-per-views for, pay for uh, the welterweight star and really build his brand that way. Uh, they can do that with some up-and-coming stars. If uh, Jerron Ennis happens to sign with the PBC, he has a relationship with Showtime already. He's fighting on their undercards. No reason why it wouldn't make sense to sign him. Uh, you bring him aboard, keep him on the undercard of a uh, of a uh, Spence that actually builds the fight, or you do so with uh, another fighter. He could have been someone who's consistently on a... Um, on a, well, he can start being someone who's consistently on a Wilder undercard. Think about that. Now you have a skilled fighter out of Philadelphia uh, uh, doing chief second, someone who looks like the future of the welterweight, even up to middleweight, probably even higher. He looks like uh, the future of those divisions. Why not 
build his brand on those pay-per-views while also having him fight his own fights in the intervening time. So these are some of the things they can do to really build out their fighters. Like we constantly see on pay-per-views these these uh, baby weights, bantam weight, feather, not even feather, well, sometimes feather, but all these tiny weights on there. These guys, you really don't have to pay like that. Um, and they get on there, they last the 12 rounds because they really can't hurt each other. It's, uh, it looks like, I don't want to insult, but it, it looks like middle school fights a lot, you know, because these guys are so tiny. And you could spend a little more, build up a future fighter build up a future fighter where you consistently have him on that card and then build his brand till he branches off and can do his own thing. That's what we need to see more out of uh, on these cards. I think uh, Top Rank is doing a good job of that with uh, Shakur. They they built him up on um, Terrence Crawford undercards, eventually giving him his own card and now they're uh, attaching him and uh, Jared Anderson, real big baby. Uh, he's uh, staying on cards with uh, with Shakur and eventually branch him off to do his own thing. So in wrestling, it's called putting someone over. And that's what they really need to start adapting into uh, the PVC's way. You have so many fighters, you can really build them on the back of each other and always have a a fighter in the future and you have so much talent they had the deepest roster not just in numbers but in talent as well so i see absolutely no reason for them not to uh go that route if as we go through uh future fights but um yeah that's just what i wanted to touch on hopefully we can see that um in the future because i believe it was a wasted opportunity with wilder Wilder should have been on those undercards, those Mayweather undercards. It would have, it could have had great results bringing, it would have brought, um, just for, not just for the PBC, but just American boxing in general. Because he had to uh, campaign and fight for fights against these British guys who were trying to really box him out. And uh, he had to build his own name, bring Tyson Fury out the, out the dirt, build him back up in order to have an opponent. Well, had they done it another way and built him up on these cards, it would have been the rest of the world chasing Wilder. Even though he, he had that knockout punch and everything, they still would have had to chase him in order to get the, uh, the accolades that they wanted. But that's just my observation about boxing right now. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, for those who are on YouTube, if you would, just hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. And we'll have more for you. Y'all take it easy. Peace.